part of my sermon, but this morning we were singing that song, um, and it said the lines from a song that's over 200 years old, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound That Saved a Wretch Like Me. And I just thought, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure there are words more beautiful that have ever been penned in the English language. I mean, there's a reason that after over 200 years, almost 250 years ago, those words were written. We still, in modern worship music, find ways to, to, to pull them into the words that we sing as we gather. And it's just such a beautiful, simple reminder of what our faith is about. This amazing grace. We come to celebrate and to, to worship and to show thanksgiving to God. And, and uh, I, I would like to encourage you, that's why we show the video, I'd like to encourage you to get signed up for Rooted. One of the things we do in Rooted, that if you've been part of Rooted, you would know, but one of the things we talk about in Rooted is that one of the uh, most underrated, as, as Americans, 21st century Christians, one of the things, spiritual disciplines, that we are the worst at, in, in Rooted they call them rhythms, right? One of those spiritual disciplines, one of the rhythms that we are the absolute worst at is celebration, is celebration, is taking a moment and going, oh my goodness, like I am so thankful for God for all these things that he's done and just to rejoice and to celebrate. And so it's actually one of the values of going to Rooted is that we take time throughout the series and then it ends, Rooted ends with a big celebration because it is an act of spiritual um, formation for us to be thankful and to celebrate. You, you know, um, as Believers, we don't have to wait until November to be thankful, right? Like, we can be thankful in, in September, right? We can be thankful that the ducks didn't choke last night. Amen? Yeah. <sighs> we can be thankful. Uh, it was a week or two ago, I was reading through, I was starting to read through the book of Romans, and uh, Paul writes the book of Romans. Paul, if you don't know, Paul wrote most of the New Testament, most of the letters, not by word count, by number of books. He wrote many of the books of the New Testament. And he writes this church in Rome. And he's never been to this church, right? And, and the book of Romans, what he's about to unveil on them is one of his greatest theological writings. I mean, it is massive. It, is, um, it, it shapes and informs so much of what we understand about our faith and, and how things fit together. Um, in fact, for many of you, for a generation of people, the way that we shared our faith was called the Roman Road, because all you had to do was walk through the book of Romans and it would, it would expound on this beautiful, amazing grace of God. But before he begins all this incredible theological claims and arguments and builds out this really robust theology, it, it begins in Romans 1, verse 8. It says this. It's just a simple little sentence, but as I was reading it, it, it caught me. And made me pause because there was something about this sentence that just really resonated in me. And it says this, first, right? Like he's got a lot to say, but before we get there, he says this, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all because your faith is being proclaimed throughout the whole world. I thank my God, through Jesus Christ, for you all. And when I read those words, I just paused for a moment. And I just said a little prayer of thanks for you, 
I don't know if you know this, uh, but this church, this community is, is special. There's special things, there's special people, there's special things that happen in this place that, that don't happen everywhere, that aren't common amongst every community around the world. This is a special place, and I just want you to know, one of the things I want you to know today is, like, I thank God for you. I truly believe, if you're part of this church, if this is your family, if you're part of this community, I, I, I truly believe that you are a gift to me, that you are a sign of God's mercy and his goodness. You know, I, th I think about things. That, you know, the summer's been packed. This summer's, there's been a lot of stuff going on throughout the summer. Someone asked me one time, you know, does summer slow down? And I'm like, well, no, it just is different, right? It, your summer, it's just a different kind of busy, isn't it, right? Especially if you're in education, or you have kids in education. Um, you think like, oh, everything's off. It's going to be calm. And it's just a different kind of busy. And so I think back about, you know, like last June, Last June, we had the opportunity to go drop a trailer full of diapers at DHS. And I know I bring this up often. If you've been around here a lot, I, I may be bringing this up often. But one of the things that is so profoundly shocking to me, and you may not realize this. If you've been a part of this church for a really long time, or if this is the only church you've ever been a part of, you may not realize um, how unique and beautiful and amazing this community is. So, so he, here's why, okay? Um, every May for Mother's Day, we uh, do this thing, I think we've done it for six years now, where we fill a trailer full of diapers and wipes to give to those who are um, caring for children in our community that ended up in the foster care system, right? And, and so we have this trailer, and you know how much sailing, sales pitch I have to do about it? You know how much like emotional manipulation I have to do to get the trailer? You know what we do in May? We go, hey, it's Mother's Day. That ugly, nasty trailer's parked out there. If you want to buy diapers and fill it up, that'd be great. And you know what happens? About four weeks, that trailer's full. And when I walk by that trailer, you see, my office is in this building, so every single day I walk past that trailer through the month of May and into June. And, and every single day when UPS drivers and FedEx drivers and Amazon delivery people continue to show up day after day with boxes of diapers and wipes, every single one of those days I just say a little prayer of thanksgiving. And I thank my God for you, that I get to be a part of this. Paul writes, to a church he'd never seen, first, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all. If I was to write a letter, a book, a pamphlet, let's be honest, I'm not going to have the attention span to write a book. If I was to write a short letter, maybe 500 words, <laughs> those might be the words I'd start with. I thank my God for you. I mean, just think throughout the summer, right? Throughout the summer, um, we had a host of people uh, fill the stage doing all kinds of different things, right? We had um, Scott Schindler. He was here during first service. He's not here during this service, so I can't point him out. But he is going hunting this weekend, so we ask that we all pray for him, that he gets something, okay? If you're not of the hunting persuasion, you can pray that he enjoys the creation or something. I don't know, right? But to have Scott, who is a, a man of such tenderness before God, 
Such humility. For him to be willing to come up here and, and, and to pour out. He is a gift to me as a dear friend. Scott and I have been friends for a lot of years. He is a gift, and I'm so grateful that he's a part of this church. We, we got to hear from Katie Mayer, right? I love Katie Mayer. I love, what I love about Katie Mayer is that Katie is so consumed with the text, but she's so concerned with each of us owning it in a way that makes a difference in the way we live our lives as like normal people. And to have her come and share and to invest her heart into this place. Uh, Joe Hoover. Man, I love Joe Hoover. I love, I love his passion and his chat. The way he constantly, in the most, if you've ever spent time with Joe, if you've ever had a conversation with Joe, um, Joe is like the least confrontational person that will argue with you. You don't realize he's arguing with you because he's so gracious. And all of a sudden, he'll just be like, well, that's a good, that's a good point. So I, I hadn't thought about that. Did you, did you ever think about maybe this? And he'll be like, oh, oh, you're right. You're right. He is so gracious and so kind. And yet the thing I love about Joe is he has such, Joe and Carol both have given their lives to people who don't know Jesus, to unreached people groups. And I love, and I'm, I'm, I'm with him, right? I'm joining with Joe in praying that God would call one of you to sell all your stuff and to go to unreached people group. That he call one of us to respond to the call to the heart of God for the nations. And I love that we get to be a part of a church that includes Joe and Carol Hoover. And I love that we get to be a part of a church that includes Jason. And the gift that he is. You, you guys see Jason for like an hour, maybe two hours. If you help, if you volunteer, maybe see him for three hours a week. Right? And you see him when he stand up here under the spotlight. I just love his, his compassion, his empathy, his patience, the way he leads so graciously. And I'm so grateful to be a part of this church with people like them, like Casey, right? Casey's up here leading, totally volunteering our time to show up and to lead us into the throne room of God to lead us in worship. Linda, who just got married and moved to Vancouver, and I'm still bitter about, but I'm still grateful for her. I'm not bitter that she got married. I'm bitter that she moved, just to be clear, in case you're watching. Okay? I'm so grateful that we, that we get to be family, that we get to be part of this community together. I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all because your faith is being proclaimed throughout the whole world. It was back in June. Um, I was getting my hair cut, right? And uh, I was getting my hair cut in town. And, and uh, the lady that was cutting my hair, she said, oh, it's, it's the summer, right? Like things kind of calm down in the summer. You're taking some Sundays off. And I'm, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not preaching a lot, you know. Um, but, you know, it's, like I said, it's, it's just kind of a different kind of busy, right? We go from these kind of like regular rhythms to big events, you know. We, and, and she said, you know, oh, yeah, we missed the Easter egg hunt because it hadn't been that too long ago. And, and, and uh, we were talking about the diapers and wives drive. Right? And I said, yeah, this week I'm going to drop off some diapers. And, and uh, you know, we got this trailer and it's cool. And, and uh, she said, so you kind of like calm down, take some vacation. I said, well, you know, 
we've got this um, inaugural Serve Our City thing we're doing, and we're going to go help at Ella Curran, and we're going to go to a retirement home, and we're going to go to DHS. And, and, and then just a couple weeks after that, we have our back-to-school bash, and, and we're going to be collecting a bunch of school supplies and backpacks, and, and then we're, 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 we're going to give out hundreds of backpacks and school supplies. And, and, and here's what she said to me. She said, man, you guys are always doing so much for our community. In that moment, sitting in a chair in a salon, I thought, I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful that a woman that doesn't even go to our church hears about your faithfulness and gets to celebrate a church a community, a family that lives out the graciousness they've experienced, that lives out the same kind of generosity they've experienced in Jesus. And I just thought in that moment, like Paul penned, I thank God for you. We did our serve day, right, in August. A bunch of you guys came, and we did. We went to uh, the retirement home. We went to Ella Curran. We went to um, DHS. And, and, and the willingness of people to give up, right, right, because it is, it's a sacrifice. We have this rhythm, we have this practice. We have, um, some, some might even call it a sacrament, but, you know, we have this practice of gathering together and to give up that time instead of um, being here to go and serve other people and to go serve all around our community. And, 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 and when, we, when we did it, we're like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And if you don't know the story, um, I, I sent an email to Ella Curran and said, hey, um, you know, we've got, you know, like maybe 15 people we could send over on a Sunday morning that would like to help with some stuff. Is there anything that we could get done over there? And, and the email I got was just um, emotional. She was overwhelmed because he, here's what she said. For weeks, we've, we've been told that we have to move locations. We have to move into a different part of the building. And she said, last time we had to move, it took a whole troop of Boy Scouts. And she said, us and our eight volunteers... Uh, uh, we're just overwhelmed. We're nervous about how we were going to get this done. And you are the direct answer to prayer for us. I thought in that moment, I thank God for you. That Sunday morning, we went over to Ella Curran with like 26 people. And what she planned on taking two hours took us about 43 minutes. And then we spent the next hour trying to busy ourselves finding things to do. And I thank my God for you. We had a group that went over to DHS and um, afterwards, unsolicited, one of the people on the team sent me a letter. And uh, she began the letter, I, I, I'll, I'll spare you the beginning, uh, it telling me about how unexcited she was about the Serve Our City thing. <laughs> but she basically says, you know, I, I went along with it and I figured I'd show up. And she says this, I was part of the group that went to DHS. My assignment was to plant flowers, which ended up being even easier than it initially sounded. All I had to plant was eight small plants in two planters. It did require, however, for me to go run to go get some potting soil. She says, when I pulled back into the parking lot, there was a woman parked across the way from me that was entertaining a little baby in the back of her car. She asked me if I was Ramona. I told her no, and I asked her if she was waiting to meet up with someone. She said yes. I went about to planting the flowers, and, and then I noticed another car pulling into the parking lot. 
I watched the lady get out and the woman with the baby say, Ramona, yes, said the woman. I quickly realized the meetup was to exchange the baby. I also realized that Obviously, these two people did not know each other. The first woman drove off, and I watched Ramona try to get the baby that was now crying settled and loaded into the car. And less than, that less than two-minute observation gave me an incredible insight to a very common scenario in our world. For a lot of different reasons, children are put into the care of people they're unfamiliar with because uh, their people can't take good care of them at the moment. It was an amazing giving thing that that caretaker stepped in to care for the child. But even with the most loving care, loving care, the child is affected and it's painful and hard to watch this little baby go through. I shared what I was observing with the person I was planting flowers with. She shared a story about their experience. She and her husband had walking alongside a little boy that, that had been through trauma and ended up in the foster care system. Right before we left, we had to go into the building to get water for the flowers. The DHS staff person took us in. It gave me a chance to see the facility and ask questions about their services. She talked about how the work they did is both challenging and rewarding. She spoke with such a loving heart for the children and their families she worked with. I love knowing that the, 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 two peop, the two employees that were leading our projects were Christians trying to show the love of Jesus. To sum it up, my simple task of planting eight flowers was not the most important thing that God did Sunday morning. He invited me to see the work he is doing through the people of DHS he invited me to see how his people are loving on people who are experiencing brokenness and hurt and challenge and trauma. I definitely did not miss out on receiving God's message on Sunday. And I think I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for you, for so many of you that are involved in so many different ways on loving on the vulnerable, whether it's through DHS or it's through the school system or it's, it's in your neighborhood or it's in our community and to be modeling for this person the kind of compassion and grace and mercy that God invites us to show to our community, to be his hands and feet. And those moments when I get to see other people's eyes opened up, not only the pain of this world, but to the compassion of grace of fellow believers walking with them in the midst of this ugly, broken world. I thank my God for you. I thank my God for you. You know, I, I told the lady that was cutting my hair that we had back-to-school bash to do. <laughs> and uh, we were going to do a big for the first time since COVID. We were really going to go at it. And, and, and our goal, we, we ended up collecting school supplies for um, almost 1,000 kids in our community right? Um, we, we gave away about 650 backpacks and school supplies. We have a storage room over there loaded that is a symbol of the excess of generosity of so many believers in Christ. And, and, and when we were going to do it, um, I came up with this really uh, dumb idea. At least that's what the staff said behind my back. Um, <laughs> this really uh, great idea is what I meant to say, that, that, uh, that we were going to do back-to-school bash in full city and at Central at the same time on the same day. And you know what you did? You showed up. You know, it's a little complicated when you have to figure out how to rent two dunk tanks, 
when you got to find bounce houses for two places, when you got to get people to cook for two different groups, when you got to get two different fire departments and police departments to show up with their equipment and all this kind of stuff, and you got to get people, two different sets of people, to stuff backpacks, to give backpacks away, and yet, and yet by that Sunday night, the body of Christ had gathered to celebrate and to love on and encourage so many in our community. And as I walked around the central back school bash that I was at and just saw person after person after person loving on people, giving them dignity, celebrating with them, having fun, laughing with them, I, I thank God for you. I thank God for you. It is such a gift and a blessing, and I truly believe that even, <laughs> even, even if we haven't always agreed, <laughs> that you are a sign of God's mercy and grace to me. And I thank you that we get to be in this family together. So he here's what I want to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop talking in, in just a minute. I know it's going to be shocking, but I'm going to stop talking in just a minute for about 90 seconds. Okay, and here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a pen and a piece of paper or, or take out your phone. If you don't have a pen and piece of paper, take out your phone and take a moment and write down the names of some people that you would say the same thing to. I thank my God for you. Maybe it's a mentor, maybe it's a past uh, uh, person you worked with, maybe it's a neighbor, maybe it's a family member, someone, and, and just take a moment, write their, write their name down, and then look at their name, and just do what Paul did. Take his example, and take a moment, and say a little prayer. Say, God, I thank you for the gift of this person in my life. So I'm going to stop, I'm going to just walk back here and sit down for a minute. I'm going to give you 90 seconds. If you're online, you got plenty of resource and opportunity to write someone's name down, a couple people's name, and let's follow the example of Paul and engage in the spiritual practice of thanksgiving and celebration. Here's my challenge to you. Do what Paul did. Write a letter, send an email, make a phone call, send a text, send a message to those people and just say, I thank God for you. I thank God for the gift you've been to me in my life because as I look around this room, as I look around this room, there are countless faces that I would say to you directly with stories of your graciousness that you would not want shared, that I thank God for you. I thank God that we get to be a part of this church together. So my challenge to you is to take a moment today and to engage in the act and the spiritual discipline thanksgiving and celebration of God's goodness and his mercy that he has allowed us one another.